All right, Gordon, let's uh, jump out to the Sprint special guest line. Get a Samsung S10 for $0 when you activate a new line of service with FlexLease. Now through December 26, visit the Sprint store nearest you. It makes the magic happen for Yahoo Sports as well as Real GM and the Celtics blog as well. He's Keith Smith with us on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Keith, thanks for jumping on the show. What's going on, man? Oh, you know, a lot. We're, we're almost to win. The rest of the country who loves football starts paying attention to the NBA. So <laughs> it's almost that time. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about the Jazz, Keith. Want to want to get your thoughts? We can get into kind of some more specific things, but talk about kind of what they're going through and uh, incorporating these new guys into what Quinn Snyder wants to do. Yeah, it's definitely been a rougher than expected start, I would say, for them. Mike, Mike Conley had really struggled before getting hurt. His shot just wasn't falling. Seemed like a little bit of a clunky fit in the way the offense was running. I have long held that Quinn Snyder runs a lot of stuff as a coach. It's it's not a real free-flowing offense. They run a lot of sets. They, they run a lot of plays. And it, it takes, even with the holdover guys, a little while to get that thing humming at peak efficiency. So when you add a bunch of new players, as they did this year, there's bound to be some struggles. And when one of those guys is the point guard, that that can really lead to some some tough uh, play to start the season. So I think they're going to be okay. I, I think this is just kind of their typical slow start in that they'll you know round in the form here as the new year uh, calendar turns over, and and we'll see them you know look like the team that we kind of always come to expect them to be. So do you think the uh, the, the smart way to go is to allow this thing to come together as opposed to getting a little edgy and uh, trying to add there too? Yeah, it's a little tough, right? Because they, if, if you had a little bit better of a start to the season, you could give it a little more leeway. The challenge right now is that they are what 15 and 11, I believe. They, they've got some, you know, plenty of room. The bottom of the Western Conference isn't as strong as it generally is, so they look like they'll be all right. The the problem right now, though, is you you don't want to let it slip too far, especially as you're trying to get yourself into contention for the. Um, home court advantage in the playoffs. So I, I think you have to give it time, but the, the challenge becomes the, the, this is why Quinn Snyder gets paid the big bucks, right, is you have to hit a point of no return where, all right, it's just not going to get there. We need to become the team that we are right now versus the team we thought we might be able to be. Yeah, and make no mistake, the Jazz, the expectation for this club was for it to excel. Maybe not right away. But ultimately this year, people thought that with these moves, the Jazz were pushing all their chips to the center of the table and saying, hey, this is it. We are going to contend. Yeah, absolutely. That was a national perspective as well. I know several writers who had them in the mix to contend in the West, maybe even make the NBA Finals at some point. And they they just hasn't, hasn't manifested itself. Now, if they come out of, you know, right around the beginning of January and they rip off one of those 15 wins in 20-game stretches or something like that, then, you know, all is forgiven and all is going to be forgotten because at that point they'll be, you know, rounded in a form as one of the better teams. And I always hold to when you play defense as good as they do, you're going to be a good, solid team eventually. The offense will come, and I think it's just a matter of time for that. Keith, if you were to kind of put the Western Conference in tiers, right, realizing the Jazz are not in the top tier, uh, obviously, but who would you include in that top tier of Western Conference teams right now? 
I think as it stands right now, the Lakers are in a tier of their own. They've proven that with the way they've come out gangbusters to start this season. Just dominant play on both ends of the floor. Their their defense has been really good, and I think the offense may be better than was expected that it would be. So they're, they're got to be by themselves. Then I think everybody else is kind of group. Clippers, Nuggets, Rockets, all in that group because those teams haven't stepped forward. Now the Clippers, they're obviously taking an approach to this season of – we just want to get through the regular season. Hopefully we'll have home court advantage and we'll figure it out when we get to the playoffs. And that's the approach you almost have to take with a guy like Kawhi Leonard, because you don't want to risk, you know, his health in April, May, June, when it really matters to win a couple meaningless games in January, February, you know, even November, December. So there's the team I would watch is probably the team that will eventually step up and become the clearly second best team in the West. Do you like that philosophy as far as using the regular season, not so much to position yourself with the absolute top seed, but to utilize it to make your team better and not worry about the uh, sort of the, the details along the way? As an overall NBA fan, I hate it because I want to see good games every night, but it, it makes a lot of sense. I think this is just where we're at now. It, there's so much pressure on these teams to win because – we hear it every year. Some team's going to have a, put together a phenomenal regular season, and then they're going to flame out in the second round of the playoffs for whatever reason that may be. And we're going to hear that over and over again. Well, they shouldn't have pushed so hard in the regular season because what do those wins mean now? And I think when you start to look at it, the way the, the Clippers are handling it, the way the Raptors really handled it with Kawhi Leonard last year and several other teams are taking this aggressive load management approach, it seems to be the right decision because then teams are at their best when it matters most. Keith Smith with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Given the movement that we saw in the offseason, what kind of trade deadline do you think we're in, in, uh, in store for this year? I think it's going to be a more quiet one. I think there are so many teams that are pretty well positioned already. There aren't very many teams that are completely and hopelessly out of it, and those that are don't have a ton of ton of tradable assets. In, in addition, we don't have a bunch of teams trying to set up to have a ton of cap space this summer that are trying to sell pieces off and remake their rosters because this free agent class is very, very weak. Even some of the restricted free agents who are going to be the headline guys this summer, they, they have kind of come back. They, they agreed to extension, so that's taking them off the market as well. So I think it might be a kind of slower trade deadline. You might, you'll might you see a handful of role players moves that will fill roles, but I don't think we're going to get any big blockbusters this year because of the way this past summer went and the way this coming summer is shaping up to be. You talked about the Lakers earlier. Which team has impressed you more, the Lakers or the Bucks? I, I want to say the, the Lakers only because the Bucks were this team last year. I felt like the Bucks were really, really good a year ago. They, they're really kind of doing the exact same thing that they did last year. So you feel pretty good about them and, and where they're at. But the Lakers, they weren't necessarily expected to be quite this good. I think people thought it might take a little while to come together, but they are really playing fantastic basketball. And that, it shows the fit of that roster that they put together. A bunch of defenders in guys who shoot the ball and don't necessarily need to have it in their hands very much, and it's really come together in a big, big way for them. Out goes Kyrie. In comes Kemba there in Boston. Gordon Hayward battling another injury, but back now. Are you surprised that the Celtics have been this good, uh, given that a lot of people would have thought Kyrie better than Kemba? 
I am a little bit surprised that they got off to the start that they did, given all that they've been through injury-wise this season. Kemba missed some time. Marcus Smart's been out. You referenced Gordon Hayward being out. They, their big man rotation has really been kind of you know knocked around this season because of injuries. So that's, that, that part of it is a surprise. But I thought that they'd be about the same team they were last year. One of the things that I said all along was, Kemba Walker is not as good a player as Kyrie Irving is in a vacuum, but fit matters. The fact that Kemba Walker shows up to the facility every single day, ready to work, with a smile on his face, wants to be in Boston, wants to lead those young guys together, and that's all the off-the-court stuff. And on the court, he can play off the ball. They've used him to a wide degree uh, as an off-ball guy, which is just not Kyrie's strength. There might not be many players, if any, better in the league with the ball in their hands than Kyrie Irving. But Kemba Walker is so good off the ball that it just makes a massive, massive difference. What the heck's going on in Miami, and what can the rest of the league learn from uh, their success there? You know, I, I think it's, it's what, what they have done is they have put together a group of guys who play harder night in, night out than almost anywhere else. It's a group really in the kind of that Pat Riley mode. A bunch of guys with tips on their shoulder, and they are – ready to attack and get after it. And it is really a group that if you watch them, you enjoy defense and guys who get after it on both ends of the floor. You really can't help but root for that team in Miami because they, they really do. They play as hard as anybody does. And they're going to be a really tough out because the thing they were lacking the last couple of years was that guy you could throw the ball to at the end of games and say, make a play for us, make something happen. And now they have that guy in Jimmy Butler. Keith Smith is with us, contributor for Yahoo Sports, Real GM, the Celtics blog, amongst other things here on uh, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Keith, the ratings on TV down significantly this year from last year, and even last year they were down. Any thoughts or explanation as to why? Well, there's a couple of things at play. One is I think there are an increasing number of folks who just don't believe that the NBA season starts really until Christmas when the end of the football season comes around. Then you have another group, another subset on top of that, that doesn't believe the NBA season starts until the playoffs roll around. There are a lot of people who just feel like there is no reason to watch this this uh, league until the playoffs get here. And whether they're right or wrong, it doesn't really you know matter. They, they're just, you know, that that's the belief. The other thing is ratings are down for just about everything, with the exception of football all around the country, because – People are just finding different ways to watch things. So I think it's, it's one of those things where the NBA is kind of navigating a new path where they have a very young audience, and that young audience tends to not want to sit down, you know, three, four times a week and watch something for two and a half hours every, every time. They, they want to get in and out, and they're going to follow it the way they want to follow it. That's interesting, Keith, because whenever this sort of thing happens, we think all oh, the popularity of the game is sagging. But it's not guys like you and Jake and me and, and uh, the, the, the people who love basketball that are fluctuating here. It's uh, casual fans, like you were, you were saying there. It's, it's, it's people that are sort of breezing in and breezing out, right? Absolutely. That's exactly who it is. And that casual fan, that's the guy that everybody wants to get. Those are the, the guys that everybody's after trying to 
putting in those eyeballs because the hardcore fans, they're going to be there all the time, as you said, no matter what. I, I'm going to sit down and watch games every night, no matter who's playing. I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of, you know, just about anybody. And that's even before I was, you know, it was part of my, my work life. So that becomes the, the challenge is how do you bring in those, that group of fans who, yeah, I like it, but I don't really love it enough that I'm going to sit there and watch, you know, all day, every day. That That's a challenge for the NBA, and they're going to have to figure that out. The other challenge for their younger audience, a lot of these kids are not fans of, of uh, teams. They're fans of players. So when you have guys like Stephen Curry, who's one of the most popular players in the league, who's out, a lot of the superstars are on the West Coast, which eliminates the East Coast fans from watching them. They're, they're just not going to get into it. They're, they'll check it out you know, on those big games on a Saturday night or, or the Sunday you know, afternoon ABC game. But, but night to night, they're not going to tune in because it's just not important to them in their life. So final question for you, Keith. The Jazz last year won 50 games. Do they blow past that win total this year? Yeah, it's going to be hard because that means winning 35 of their last 50 or so games, 60 games, and that's, yeah, that's a pretty big number. I think they'll ultimately get to the mid to high 40s. I just don't know that they'll be able to get all the way into the to the 50s just with the struggle. But that said, it would not surprise me if they you know come out and again 15 out of 20 or 20 out of 25 games because that's the kind of thing thing that they've done in the past. So I wouldn't count them out from putting together still a really good regular season. Keith, always a pleasure. Thank you very much for jumping on with us and sharing a little insight. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Keith. Keith Smith, contributor to Yahoo Sports, Real GM, amongst other things.